Welcome to the Election Ride Home for Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Glenn Fleischman, with a summary of election news. Today, the meltdown in reporting results of the Iowa caucuses, no need for conspiracy theories and what went wrong, how the app was largely responsible, what the candidates are saying about the lack of results, and a very brief impeachment update. It is seven days until New Hampshire, 28 days until Super Tuesday, and 273 days until the general election, and here's what you missed today from the campaign trail. Okay, Iowa, I just... It's like, uh, okay, so let's, what if, all right, deep breaths. Iowa engaged in intercourse with the proverbial canine last night as an untested app given the not ominous name Shadow, developed by a for-profit company that the Iowa Democrats refused to identify in advance of the caucuses, failed to function properly. As I record this podcast, the caucus results still aren't out. The latest word from the Iowa Democratic Party is that about half of results will be released at 4 p.m. Central Time in Iowa. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. But the party couldn't tell campaigns when to expect additional results. Because various information was collected by campaigns, news agencies, and others on election night, there is some consensus about the likely outcome. It appears to be Senator Bernie Sanders or former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, capturing the most delegates, and either of them or Senator Elizabeth Warren capturing the second biggest total. Let me start the analysis off by noting, no conspiracy is required when incompetence suffices. TV talking heads, online pundits, candidates, supporters, and the Twitter osphere, in the absence of information, immediately started asserting that the app was hacked, whatever that might mean, that the fix was in, that Sanders had won, and the Iowa Democrats were furiously trying to prevent that from being announced, and so forth. Buttigieg even gave a victory speech when there were zero official results based on partial and cobbled together information his campaign had gathered. Joe Rospers, the chief strategist for Senator Elizabeth Warren, Tweeted at 10 p.m. in Iowa, quote, It's a very close race among the top three candidates, Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg, and Biden came a distant fourth. Literally one minute later, he tweeted, quote, Any campaign saying they won or putting out incomplete numbers is contributing to the chaos and misinformation, end quote. If the early scenarios hold, however, former Vice President Joe Biden came in fourth, maybe even fifth. That's something also believed to be the case from leaked versions of the Des Moines Register CNN poll that was never released a few days ago. As I said yesterday, the Buttigieg campaign reported an irregularity that a supporter told them about in regards to the poll, but I thought that Buttigieg might have done very well in the poll, making the conspiracy that he tried to get it suppressed illegitimately were off base. This year, Iowa is less likely than ever to predict the outcome of the ultimate Democratic nominee, but if Biden did finish fourth in delegate counts, that's going to hinder his message that he's the best candidate for the middle American voters needed to shift swing states for the necessary electoral totals. If Biden can't prevail among older, white voters in Iowa, how can he win the country? So look, the Iowa caucuses aren't great. They involve a subset of voters. They require physical endurance. They are not accessible to a lot of people. They are not friendly to introverts and people who prefer to not publicly have to defend their political candidate preference and all that. But it all happens in public and the numbers aren't secret. So anyone present can document what's going on and make their own counts. Candidates always have precinct captains and other volunteers associated with their campaigns who are looking for patterns and texting or otherwise providing information back to HQ to help them shore up support and get an early beat on what the results will be like so they can spin them to their candidate's advantage. 
Second, there is a paper trail for everything. The electronic reporting of results is not the official record. The app was used for transmitting data. Every caucus goer's vote is recorded on a ballot they hand in. All the tallies are done on paper and written out. If you look on Twitter for messages posted last night, you will see a ton of the precinct reporting worksheets, including all the caucus votes cast, how they were split up, and delegate calculations. Let me repeat these salient points. The process was in the open, candidates, representatives, and volunteers were watching, pictures were being taken of the alignments and tally sheets, there is a paper trail for everything. So far, while candidates, caucus goers, Americans, and, well, potentially lots of people around the world wonder about the integrity of the process, there's been no evidence so far that anything untoward has happened. The worst thing reported is that a few people found precinct chairs making math errors in calculating some totals, but those numbers would be correctly calculated using the raw figures. The head of the Iowa Democratic Party said in a conference call at 1 a.m. Central Time this morning, quote, We are validating every piece of data we have against our paper trail. That system is taking longer than expected, but it's in place to ensure we are eventually able to report results with full confidence, end quote. I'd also like to note that the Iowa Democratic caucuses are a homespun affair. Over 1,600 volunteers make the thing happen. It's not paid apparatchiks, but a lot of people who believe in grassroots democracy. None of this is their fault. The Election Ride Home is brought to you by Plexiderm. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is you. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice your wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You rummage through your bag, thinking, where's your secret weapon? And there it is, Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes, and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. You'll look years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and enter Voices for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter Voices at TryPlexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, so to get my special discount, enter VOICES at TryPlexiderm.com. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need Home Title Lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need Home Title Lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. So let's talk about that caucus app. 
The app was intended to make it possible to report three different sets of figures from over 1,600 precincts as the caucuses proceeded and when they were finished. Caucus participants grouped themselves by candidates initially in a so-called first alignment. Any candidate with 15% or more of the caucus support was viable. That number was supposed to be reported immediately, allowing total numbers of people supporting each candidate across the state to be distributed between 30 and 60 minutes after the start of the caucuses. That did not happen. The final alignment is when all supporters of non-viable candidates had left or given up, shifted support to another candidate who was then viable, or convinced enough other candidates' supporters to join their banner and cross 15%. Those totals were supposed to be reported later in the evening, perhaps two or more hours later. Both of those sets of numbers were new to reporting. Typically, only the outcomes of each caucus were tallied to create the state delegate equivalents, or SDE, totals, which in turn were calculated to divvy up the pledged delegates to the national convention, a fourth number but one mathematically derived from the previous ones. The app was supposed to capture and tabulate all that extra data rapidly. 538 reports tech support operators for the app had only been trained on it starting at noon Monday. 538's Claire Malone also noted that new ad hoc procedures were added. Quote, Adding to the technical problems were the introduction of new rules on the fly from the party throughout the day, all before the main round of caucus voting began. Quote, they introduced a new rule that every precinct had to take a picture of their mass worksheet and email it to an email address. This is an instruction that no one had been given ahead of time, end quote. An individual who is familiar with the internal processes of the caucus, but who was not authorized to speak on the record, told me, surmising that perhaps the party had experienced some early problems during afternoon satellite caucuses, end 538 quote. Unfortunately, the app was not well tested, and some Democratic Party officials in Iowa had lost confidence in it before the caucuses. Last Thursday, the chairman for the Democratic Party of Polk County, home to Des Moines, told his precinct chairs to not use the app, the New York Times reports. The Times and other media outlets say there was no app-specific training for precinct chairs who had trouble downloading the app or logging in. Technical side note, I am assuming the app was created using an enterprise development certificate, a way that Apple allows apps designed for specific companies or organizations to be privately distributed in a secure fashion. To use an enterprise distribution app, each phone has to receive and the owner install a special profile that includes the distribution certificate. If that's the case, it's a confusing operation the first time, and if not handled well and preferably weeks in advance, could have contributed to the inability to access the app at all. The app wasn't ready for prime time, it hadn't been evaluated by outside independent security experts, and it lacked any substantive advanced testing. The New York Times quoted David Jefferson, a computer scientist at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, who is also on the board of the nonpartisan Verified Voting, quote, This app has never been used in any real election or tested at a statewide scale, and it's only been contemplated for use for two months now, end quote. Nevada is slated to use a similar app for its caucuses in a couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, breaking news. It was slated. CNN reports the Nevada Democratic Party will not use the app nor the vendor. In a statement, Nevada State Democratic Party Chair William McCurdy II said, quote, We had already developed a series of backups and redundant reporting systems and are currently evaluating the best path forward, end quote. There will be a lot of postmortems on the app, and already a lot of folks are saying it proves that online voting isn't ready. This wasn't online voting, though. It was reporting of results using an untested proprietary system, possibly requiring the separate installation of an enterprise certificate. But 
there still is a point here. The secondary failure is that precinct chairs could have opted to call either as their first pass at reporting results or if the app didn't work. Some chairs did get through, but then the situation devolved into chaos, with some reporting having waited for hours. Others reported in fine and early without any wait, and then were called back hours later for the results. Some were called back twice. The irony of all this is that the greater transparency into caucusing numbers came out of complaints from both the Hillary Clinton and the Bernie Sanders campaigns from 2016 when the two candidates split results nearly evenly, Clinton earning a tiny advantage. It all reinforces the call to keep the very white, very unrepresentative state of Iowa from being the first in the nation paysetter and to stop using caucuses to pick national pledged delegates. Last night, politicians, pundits, and everyday people were all predicting or demanding an end. This might really have been it. Let's look over statements from the probable top five finishers in the Iowa caucuses. The Biden campaign sent a letter to the Iowa Democratic Party on Monday night. Kate Bedingfield, Biden's deputy campaign manager and communications director, explained the campaign's concerns to CNN. Well, look, I, you know, you see in the letter real concerns about the integrity of the process. And I think there were some significant failures in the process last night that should give voters concern. You know, you obviously had the app failure, the app that precinct captains were using to report in their results failed. You had the phone system where, you know, precinct captains got, there were reports of them getting frustrated, not being able to report out their results, hanging up. Uh, and then you have the uh, presidential preference cards, which are the essentially the paper trail for the app, which we already know failed. So I think taken together, those are significant concerns. I think they should raise concerns for voters. And you know, election integrity is obviously of the utmost importance. And so uh, we really want to make sure that the Iowa Democratic Party addresses this, this before they put out official data. On Monday night, it seemed as if the Biden campaign might try to block the release of results unless they received more details about the counting process. The Des Moines Register reported Tuesday, however, the campaign denied that. Campaign senior advisor Simone Sanders told the Register, quote, What we're saying is that the Iowa Democratic Party needs to be very judicious in checking, checking again, and rechecking their data. The reality is that there were considerable and serious failures in the process yesterday evening, all throughout the evening at every single level. End quote. But she added, quote, I don't know if they can do all that by four, end quote. Biden said this this afternoon in New Hampshire, Folks, God, it's good to be in New Hampshire. You have no idea how happy we were to be headed to Nashua, New Hampshire. Now it's time for New Hampshire to speak. I'm really looking forward to making my case across the state. End quote. Buttigieg has been behaving as if he won the night. He said last night, quote, what a night, because tonight an improbable hope became an undeniable reality, end quote. He also said, quote, by all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious, end quote. In New Hampshire this morning, he repeated this assurance of a top finish, quote, we are still waiting for some math, but we have arrived with momentum and we've arrived victorious, end quote. Boarding a plane to New Hampshire, Sanders said last night, quote, Obviously, I suspect I speak for all of the candidates. I am extremely disappointed by the inability of the Iowa Democratic Party to come up with the results in a timely manner. I don't know why in 2020 it should take so much time. We're in pretty good shape. We're not declaring victory, end quote. Replying to a question about Buttigieg's early victory lap, quote, I don't know how anybody declares victory before you have official statement as to election results, end quote. On board, he told reporters, quote, this was not a good night for democracy, end quote. Warren said at her election HQ last night, quote, it is too close to call, so I'm just going to tell you what I do know. As the baby daughter of a janitor, I am so grateful to be up on this stage tonight. Tonight as a party, we are one step closer to defeating the most corrupt president in American history, end quote. 
This morning in New Hampshire, she said at a town hall, quote, so we're back from Iowa. Wow. But here's what we know. It's a tight three-way race at the top. We know that the three of us will be dividing up most of the delegates coming out of Iowa. I'm feeling good, end quote. Last night, Senator Amy Klobuchar told supporters, quote, You probably heard we don't have the results, but I didn't want to let another minute go by without thanking all of you. We know there are delays, but we know one thing. We are punching above our weight, end quote. Billionaire news magnate Mike Bloomberg plans to capitalize on the chaos. The New York Times reported this morning that Bloomberg will double his ad spending. He's paid out nearly $300 million so far in this election and has topped 10% nationally in just one major poll. He opted to ignore the four early primary and caucus states in favor of Super Tuesday. The Times notes, quote, Encouraged by the murky outcome, Mr. Bloomberg authorized his campaign team to double his spending on television commercials in every market where he is currently advertising and expand his campaign's field staff to more than 2,000 people, strategists involved in the conversations said, end quote. Trump, by the way, took to Twitter to state that the delay meant that the election was being rigged. Quote, the Democratic caucus is an unmitigated disaster. He tweeted, the only person that can claim a very big victory in Iowa last night is, quote, Trump, unquote, end quote. Not sure why he quoted his own name. Trump received 97% of the votes cast in the Republican caucus yesterday. Media Matters for America editor-at-large Parker Malloy noted accurately on Twitter, quote, the winner of the 2012 Republican Iowa caucus wasn't announced until 18 days after the event. Memorably, that was Rick Santorum, not Mitt Romney. Very quiet on the impeachment front today. Just a brief update. Senators continue to use up to 10 minutes each to explain their upcoming vote. Tonight, the president gives his State of the Union address. Reportedly, it contains no mention of the impeachment, but he is known to go off book. Tomorrow, the trial resumes at 4 p.m. Eastern, and the charges against him may be opposed with a majority very quickly thereafter. And that's the election roundup for today. I'm your host, Glenn Fleischman. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Election Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Election Ride Home. I am also on Twitter at Glenn F. That's G-L-E-N-N-F like Frank. And you can find some of my musings at glog.glennf.com. That's G-L-O-G dot glennf.com. Tune in again tomorrow when we ostensibly will be talking about the actual caucus results if they're even out by then. Thanks for listening and have a pleasant rest of your day. Thank you.